ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Lock and load. It's time for the gun rack with your hosts, Joey and Drew. Hello and welcome to the Gun Racks and Orange Desert Institute School of Firearms Technology's official podcast. I'm Josiah Upper. Folks call me Joey. And with me today, I have one Drew Poplin. Drew Poplin synchronized because we are in one space today. And we've got a very exciting show for you guys today. Uh, before we get into Drew's clues, we've got, uh, we're going to be doing a talk about a class I just took over the weekend, actually, that's going to be, I think, of interest to you guys. I took an advanced concealed carry course, not the certification course, but the step beyond that. And I think you guys are going to enjoy hearing about it. But before we do that, Drew Poplin is on the clues. Drew's clues. What do you got? Yes, sir. So answer to last week was the PSA Rock 5.7 and I am very glad it's finally come out uh, I was keeping my tabs on it for a good bit even uh, at the gathering like pretty much we were driving back from uh, the gathering and um, I was just scrolling through the uh, PSA website and just kept refreshing that uh, Rock 5.7 tab um, they are there they're Last time I checked, it's pretty limited supply. So uh, if you can get your hands on it, definitely make sure you do. Not to get all twisted, sister, but I want to rock. 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 Well, uh, speaking of music, uh, I have another musical clue for you. But first, let's get to the uh, more normal ones. So this firearm is a double-action revolver. It was designed in 1899. One of its models is the Victory model. When you think about the caliber of round that this thing fires off, I got a little song for you. I'm so caught up in you, little girl, and I never want to hear myself being caught up in you. What in the world was that? Well, you'll have to wait till next week to find out. Yes, I I didn't know what that was. It's some classic rock. I think once you realize what it is, you'll realize it's a good clue. But uh, for now, that's Drew's clues. Okay, now before we get into the Advanced Concealed Carry course, are you interested in the world of firearms technology and the world of unmanned technology, either or? Well, we have the school for you. Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school with focuses in unmanned slash uncrewed technology and famously firearms technology we have three programs of study for you guys we have a certificate in unmanned technology aerial systems c-u-t-a-s we have the associate of science in firearms technology that's the asft and then the certificate in firearms technology gunsmithing cftg all three of those are done online uh, from the comfort of your home Uh, it's not self-paced but there is a lot of flexibility in your coursework Uh, We have weekly deadlines uh, for your assignments and uh, gives you some flexibility to work uh, when you have the ability to throughout the week. And we ship materials straight to your home. So there is plenty of hands-on aspects to our curriculum. We love to share our passions with you guys in an education format. And we would love to have you guys join us at Sonoran Desert Institute. For more information, visit sdi.edu. 
All right. Our ad read is over and it's time to dive into the advanced conceal carry course. Yeah, so I get a text from Joey uh, a couple days ago telling me that he was doing this. And um, Joey, real quick, tell us, one, why you decided to take the course, and two, where did you decide to take it? Okay, so great question. I am always looking for uh, classes to get better and the world of firearms that I love. Uh, the trick, as I'm sure you guys know, is that generally these courses are pro prohibitively far away um, or prohibitively expensive or both. A lot of these full day courses, if you go out, uh, look them up online, they run in the two to $300 range. And the uh, sometimes you're driving three or four hours out there. So sometimes it's even a multi-day excursion you've got going on. It's a whole thing. Uh, and that's as much as I would like to do that. I just don't have the scratch for that particular setup right now. I'm trying to find something where I can get in and out for like 150 bucks, including ammo, which is ambitious given the price of ammo. But not impossible, as you found out. But not impossible. I left my class uh, on Saturday, having spent $100, including ammo, which was fantastic. Uh, and that was for 100 rounds of 45 ACP. Uh, the class itself was $50, $50, which is preposterous. Uh, the class lasted a little more than two hours, and I did it at a place called Reese's Firearms. It is in central North Carolina, based out of Kernersville, North Carolina. And uh, while my dwelling place will forever remain a secret on the gun rack, I will say that was within half a day's drive for me, so I could get in and out uh, in the span of a day. You know, for it being that cost, though, you know, even if it was like a full, yeah, even if it was a full day's drive and you yeah. just took a weekend trip, yeah. might be worth it. Include the cost of gas in there and you're still looking at a pretty economical situation relative to a lot of these other guys. Uh, and that's one of their big advertising points. I'm actually hoping to get the guy who taught my class onto this podcast at some point. I don't want to promise it yet, but that is a goal of mine in the near future. We'll see if it happens. Uh, but the guy who taught the class, his name's Ty. He's a six-year Marine veteran. Way to go. He had two tours of duty, one of which was in Iraq. I didn't have time to ask him about the uh, the first one he did. Um, but heck of a guy. Super fun. And uh, when we got into the class, uh, I didn't really know what to expect because uh, the as you guys know, I'm sure, from YouTube videos and reading a book at any point in your life. These firearm classes can range from quiet, dedicated professionals who are passionate about their craft and passionate about instructing it to others to, uh, as, as my instructor termed it, obese and furious rednecks screaming at you, uh, poor uh, directions uh, that don't really have anything to do with what you're trying to get done. So I thought that was pretty funny and half of me objected uh, to that generalization. I'll let you guys figure out which, but uh, we had a good time. It lasted, I think I mentioned it lasted a little over two hours. I burnt through a hundred rounds of ammunition. I think I was the only dude there shooting 45 ACP, which in this economy uh, makes sense. 
uh, we had a couple guys shooting 22, and at the end, uh, we had a uh, definitely a newer shooter there shooting a Ruger SR22, which is a excellent little firearm. And uh, he, we did a competition at the end, and they put everybody in the same category. So 22 shooters, nine male shooters. I don't think we had 40 Smith and Wessons there because we're all good God-fearing people. Um, so uh, you get to this place. Yes. And you said you weren't sure what to expect. Um, can you do us a favor, kind of run through like each thing that you went over? I don't, obviously we don't want to reveal all the secrets that were going on in the class, but just yeah. like some of like the talking points and then um, maybe some stuff you learned. Yeah. Okay. I could do that. Um, to finish that last slot, I got smoked because the people with 22s, uh, shot the same category as we did and the guy who was brand new at shooting uh kept you know when you're either witnessing or personally in full gloat mode so you start asking completely asinine questions and he's like i don't understand how my 22 uh could hit this target better than your fancier guns and this is the the same guy who came at we had to oil his gun for him when he arrived uh, because it, it was so gummed up that it wasn't cycling anymore. I don't even know how you do. I mean, 22 is kind of a dirty round, but I mean, come on, son. Um, so anyway, we walk through this thing. We come in with some warm up drills. I think we probably expended 20 rounds warming up, uh, which was nice. We, we did warm ups with uh, we it was mostly at five yards. We did some at seven yards. Uh, which is pretty, I mean, you you could shoot a firearm, uh, particularly a handgun, a heck of a lot farther than that. But it's, uh, you know, those are frequent concealed carry training distances. I think in North Carolina, to qualify, you shoot 10 rounds at three, five, and seven yards. But that's just off the top of my head. I'm not positive. Um, anyway, we're, we're getting rounds down range and we're warming up and that was all well and good. There were eight of us in the class. They split us in half. Um, so it was four and four and they went through, uh, for the first little bit, uh, he would give us call outs and say, Hey, load, I don't know, three rounds in each magazine. We're going to have you shoot, uh, at the five yard line and you're going to shoot those three, uh, on target as quick as you reasonably can from a, uh, holstered position. And, uh, as soon as you're done with those three, you're going to reload as quickly as you can and put the other three on target as quickly as you can. And it wasn't a race, but it was just a, you know, that kind of slow is smooth and smooth is fast. A lot of these people had never shot drawing from a holster before. Um, I had never shot drawing from my particular holster, uh, which hold on. I need to tell you guys, go ahead and fill this with, with some fun commentary. Uh, well, I'm just getting this middle image uh, going back to the guy that was, you know, sort of doing that, uh, that a little bit of that gloating. But, you know, I just get the image of this, like, 70-year-old, you know, like, prospector. I, I don't know why my little 22 is doing well in all their, them their fancy guns. This might have been 23 years. He was a baby. And his dad is sitting there. I think it was like a Father's Day situation where it was him, his sister, and then the dad. And that dad could not be rolling his eyes any harder. 
the whole time. I'm not going to rule out Prospector personally. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you never can. You can never be too careful. You can't. Prospectors are everywhere, and it's up to us to stop them. I agree. I've <laughs> not an official SDI opinion. Not an official SDI opinion. We're anti-prospector here, though, on the gun rack, Drew and myself. Uh, I, yes, my anti-prospector bias yeah. came from. Uh, it's as we're both raised Protestant, I think that that, but combined with uh, there was an episode of Scooby Doo, the original Scooby Doo. And they went up against a bad guy called the Minor 49er. Oh, no. And listen, I just, I don't want none of that smoke. If you see Minor 49er in your area, just get the heck out of there, man. Get out of there. The Minor 49er might just be Joe Montana. I'm not sure, though. I have never seen Joe Montana and the Minor 49er in one place. Um, so... I am, I found it, uh, Relentless Tactical is the name of the brand. I wanted to see if I could do this class. I've got some holsters coming in from Nate Squared, uh, Tactical, and Crossbreed, but they're, uh, they're a little backed up right now. So I needed something in the meantime. I actually went through three holsters. Um, wanted to see, we're actually going to talk about this in a different episode, uh, but I wanted to see if you could get an effective holster off of Amazon.com. Um, now, uh, Drew is pantomiming a shoulder holster and, uh, it's those are generally for cold weather and I did not want to roast in that thing. It could have been an option, but I'm pretty sure I was pantomiming a sports bra. But. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was also a little warm for that. Uh, <laughs> um, but a relentless tactical suede holster, very sim uh, simple single clip inside the waistband i actually have a galco leather kind of dual point outside the waistband situation um imagine galco leather and you've got the right holster just that very plain uh, high quality basic one but again difficult to conceal in the summer and i'm trying to uh train like you fight is the most obnoxious phrase in the world because uh, it's generally an excuse for the aforementioned obese rednecks to come in with a plate carrier to the shooting range um but <laughs> The, uh, I wanted to at least have the, if I'm taking a concealed carry class, at least use a holster that I would conceivably use, even if I don't have crossbreed yet. So I'm going to add this one into the rotation because I really liked it. The problem is if you're at the range, uh, instead of in real life, um, there is a reholstering component to what you've got going on that you don't have in real life. Cause right. If you're concealed carrying, like 99,990 times out of a hundred, you're not unholstering your firearm at any point unless you've got some sort of car place you put it or you put it at your desk, etc. So there you, when you reholster a suede holster and you're using a good carry belt, which we're going to talk about at some point, the importance of getting a good concealed carry belt, the uh, leather crushes in because there's no, it's not plastic. It just folds in because the belt's extremely strong and you've got it really tight. Um, so reholstering was a massive pain and I ended up actually using it outside the waistband and backwards, like a slightly different small of the back style holster, um, which is, I would have much preferred to do it the other way, but uh, it was very similar in dynamic to what I would do with the holster. So, uh, call that a win. And that was the next component as we are 
done warming up. We're working through these reload drills. Um, we're holstering and unholstering. We have it down to four people. And then after that, we break for a bit, and he gives us the lowdown of what we're doing next. So the first component he wanted to do was make sure that we are unholstering uh, correctly, and uh, if we have a safety mechanism operating that in, in a correct and timely manner and being able to manipulate reloads correctly. And uh, I was pretty proud of myself. I don't practice reloads um, the way I should, but I was able to re, was able to pull a magazine out of a little clip I keep attached to my pocket, um, drop the old one, put in the new one, and rack it in about a second, which is nice. Felt pretty, felt pretty powerful in that, but uh, I was also, I should have mentioned this at the beginning. We have the Relentless Tactical Holster, which I really liked. And I was shooting a Sig Sauer C3, uh, which is a commander barrel length 1911 with an officer uh, grip, which is a six round plus one grip. So I was operating essentially with a revolver in terms of capacity, uh, which is one of those, we talked about concealed carry capacity earlier. Uh, if you've got a six plus one capacity, you probably want to reload with you somewhere. Um, you don't necessarily have to have a super fancy clip attached to your belt, but you want one on your person at some point. So that probably made when you were um, you know, holstering and unholstering and then you had to reload during that one drill, Yeah, that probably made it pretty difficult considering you're essentially using a revolver. Yeah, well, I definitely did it more than other people. Um, actually, I'm going to do a second sidebar here since we're talking about my gun and discuss. I, I think I remember all the guns that were there. Um, and that seems like a, a cool thing we to, to talk about. So um, we've had there uh, one Glock total, which I was shocked in eight people that there would be one Glock. Zero Sig Sauer P320s, uh, which actually made me kind of happy because I love the gun, but I don't like it for concealment at all. Uh, we had one Glock. I think it was a 19. Um, if it wasn't a 19, it was a 45 caliber, and I was just wrong earlier um, of the same size, which I think is a 21. But I'm not a Glock dude. Um, someone was shooting a CZ-75B, which made me really happy. And then someone else was shooting a CZP-07. I think 7 is the uh, compact one, and 9 is the full-sized one, whichever one is the compact one. Um, and that guy was getting into low-level competition shooting, so I felt pretty justified in my top beginner handguns, according to me, because we, we nailed that uh, component of the list. We had one guy, I think he was carrying a Walther PDP. Um, our instructor was carrying an FN 509 that was very, very tricked out. Uh, we had two Ruger SR-22s and then an MMP shield either a shield or a compact didn't get that close of a look at it but that was what we had going on i was actually very pleased with the uh diversity of firearms that made their way in there um it was great uh we had a very uh, diverse crowd too actually it was great to see people literally from all all different walks of life coming in there um firearms community is is big and getting bigger every day so it's always nice to meet new members of that community uh so that was that was the uh firearm situation we had going on um holster wise we had mostly we had an eight uh squared tactical guy there uh we had a guy carrying appendix 
uh, just a standard Kydex. I saw someone with a We the, Pe- we the People holster. I didn't catch the other ones, but I did see the... Oh, I saw someone with a nylon inside the waistband holster, and I saw actually a guy with a belly band holster, which is not something I think I've seen in real life. Um, but if it works for him, it works for him. So uh, that's what we had going on there. Now back to uh, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, once we were done with those drills, and those took some time, uh, he had us... Basically, so we did the reloads and we did the aiming with a little bit of pressure going on. And then he had us do some movement drills. So he had us initially, he set up two barrels in a target downrange. And he said, we're going to do a figure eight, just walking around the barrel one at a time. And then at two different points, uh, the front right and then the back left, once you cleared the, the second barrel, you're going to stop and take a shot. And if you're an advanced shooter, you're going to take that shot while walking. So you walk up, bam, walk around, bam, et cetera, et cetera, eight rounds in total. Another technique he used, which I thought was interesting, he would say that we're doing X round count. Like for that particular exercise, he said we were shooting four rounds. And then he would double it while you were up there to try to imitate the uh the kind of what's the word flustered mm-hmm. try to make you a little flustered uh so you could comp uh, operate with that mindset uh either that he was super disorganized but i choose to believe it was the former uh because he did it more than once we started uh, i was third in this group of eight and uh it was good uh, i hadn't done movement drills before it wasn't any of this tilt your handgun and peek around stuff it's not there right this is an intermediate level handgun class it's advanced concealed carry they actually offer a level beyond that but uh we we had uh some people really succeed with that um i was was proud of myself uh the instructor and i were the only people that put it in the the red on that drill at about 10 yards out so that was nice (laughs) That felt pretty good, but uh, we were throwing rounds down range like that for a while. And once we were done with that, he set up a blue steel target and then a couple of comically tiny targets a little bit further out. And he said, Wait, how, how, "How small are we talking?" Like at most, they were they were like those silhouettes where it's a square or a rectangle and a square on top, and. Uh, they were advertised according to him like they were put up against a human being on the amazon page and they were at best 12 inches by 12 inches they were crazy small um which (laughs) it was really funny to see but basically he had us go out and stand behind one of the barrels he had set up previously stand there and hit a target run to the second barrel on the right he had set up engage a target to the right and then move enough into the corner to engage the target to the left. And the idea being that you're setting yourself up for one target only and not exposing yourself to other targets at the same time uh, and kind of slicing up the pie that way. And uh, once that was done, you did a run to behind the the setup range. Uh, and again, this is one person at a time. No one's 
uh, in, in any danger here. But again, he had those tiny, tiny rectangle silhouettes set up uh, in the back. And uh, your job was to uh, use a barrel and kind of slice the pie that way and pop uh, one and then the other. If you missed them, you were allowed to re-engage two more times. If you missed them with three, you just had to move on, which is not a great uh, motto to use in life. Go ahead and try, try again. But uh, for the sake of time, that's what we did. First time I went out there, I hit on the first shot and the second shot and the third shot. And then I went out and I just whiffed on the third. I missed it three times. And again, in my defense, it's a teeny weeny little target. It was very difficult to hit. And then on the left, I hit it on the second shot. Uh, however, uh, I had 13 total shots and uh, I had expended eight on the first go around. There were five total targets. Um, so I told the guy, I said, listen, I have five rounds in this magazine left and there are five targets. If I miss one, can I just go to the next one anyway for the sake of the exercise? He said, sure. And I will be darned entirely to heck if I didn't blast all five on the first go at a dead sprint. I was very proud of myself on that one. Uh, it wasn't like the wonderful CZs I've had in the past for the CZ knockoffs where there's just ammo on ammo in that magazine. We went, we went hard with 13 rounds on 10 targets and we wrecked it. Uh, it was really fun. And, uh, yeah, that was a really good time. We did that one. We did some, he talked a little bit about kind of how to expose yourself in a safe manner, engaging targets. Uh, I think I mentioned that a little bit earlier. Once we did that, uh, all of that, and that included mag changes, that drill right there. Uh, the last thing we did was a competition, 34 rounds. He had set up just kind of a list of rounds, uh, basically, so mini rounds, not rounds of ammunition and he would say okay load four rounds in your first magazine and three in your second it'd be like okay you're at five yards shoot your four reload with three within like nine seconds or something uh and we would do that and then at the end he counted up you know all the rounds that hit the nine ring and eight ring and subtracted those and uh or added those. So I had a plus 13 off of 34 rounds. I had 13 hit the nine ring, uh, or I had 12 hit the right nine ring and I had one hit the eight ring, which is pretty embarrassing. But with a 45, I maintain that, uh, I had a little bit of a handicap relative to some, the guy with the, the dude with the 22, that was so annoying. That dude has a plaque now b because we helped him make his gun work. Don't you just hate it when you see a prospector or succeed like that? We are so... The prospector uh, mafia out there has made its way to Kernersville, North Carolina. Of that, there is no question. Um, but absolutely the word. I did have... I actually had two other dudes beat me, but that one of them was a... Uh, is working his way into the IDP composition shooting, so I don't feel too bad about that one. And the other guy's the guy he goofs around with, so... Uh, if I had a nine millimeter, I think I could have kept abreast of those two. This is also the first time I've shot the C3 anything other than standing stationary because that gun's uh, relatively new to me. And uh, so th this was partially, if nothing else, a chance to break that guy in. So I would uh, someday when I have infinite ammo, I'm going to say, okay, guys, 
now shoot my gun and see if you can see if you can make it happen with that uh but uh still we had one outside the nine ring which puts us in kind of the uh grade a range especially at further distances uh I think the furthest we engaged a target was like 12 yards. And that was because we had some barrels set back a little bit. But anyway, I was proud of all that. Uh, we had a really good time. And uh, while it wasn't as intense as maybe some training sessions are, for 50 bucks, two hours of solid training, and then 15 minutes of goofing off uh, and, and swapping jokes is, is cheaper than like vocal lessons you know, if you're that kind of person or, you know, whatever your hobbies are, I mean, 50 bucks. I mean, come on, guys. Uh, absolutely awesome. Definitely recommend Ty. Uh, Wes Reese was, uh, I actually had some car trouble and he offered to move my uh, admission around for me. Didn't have to use that at the end, but they were super nice folks. Definitely will be returning again. And I can say this since my dad doesn't, uh, doesn't listen to my podcast. Um, I'm going to be. His birthday is tomorrow, and his uh, uh, Father's Day is, of course, pretty soon. So I'm going to get him that class, and I'm going to take it with him. And I'll go get a little better and maybe embarrass him. And uh, he will go uh, run for maybe the first time in 20 years. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> uh, happy Father's Day. Happy birthday. But yeah, we had a really good time. I, I really enjoyed that and uh, strongly recommend uh, them. They have hundreds of five-star reviews on Google and there is a reason for that for sure. So if you're ever around the North Carolina area uh, or even the upper South Carolina or lower Virginia areas, it might be worth a day trip for you, for, seriously. Well, I'm definitely going to have to take a look at the uh, beginner course. Yeah, they uh, have. They've got a beginner one course. They've got a beginner two course. They have a your standard concealed carry certification, which is 75 bucks with them, uh, which is not expensive at all. I think I paid 60 for mine initially, but that one was in 2015. And then I paid for one in, uh, in January of 2021. That one was a hundred bucks. 75 was great. Uh, they had, uh, that's the beginner concealed carry. They had advanced concealed carry, which was actually intermediate level. Then they have something called combative shooting. Uh, and then they have, uh, I think it's called gunfighting one. They have a shotgun class. I mean, that's the list goes on forever. So check them out for real. Yeah. And if you do check them out and you decide to go, and if you see us there, um, Say hi. Introduce yourself. We'd love to meet you guys. Uh, just look for the two guys sweating excessively. It does not matter what time of year. Oh, yeah. That's one thing I did want to mention. I'm going to turn this into a podcast episode later. But uh, the, the C3 has, is stainless steel up top, and there's night sights on it. And uh, after the course, we had run around less than I thought we would. I thought it was going to be a full exercise. And I didn't have my 10,000 steps for the day. And so I went and hiked four miles afterwards uh, at a park nearby. And I came back home and uh, didn't really look at my firearm. And then the next day I looked at it and it was covered in rust just from the one day. <laughs> the sights were just baked in freckling as is a stainless steel so uh actually after we're done with this podcast episode today i'm going to be uh busting out all sorts of fun solvents and whatnot probably from modern spartan systems actually and 
trying to rescue the uh, beautiful finish on my Sig Sauer C3. I'm not sure which part was worse. You humble bragging about like, oh, afterwards I went on a four mile hike. (laughs) Or um, (laughs) having the description of your salty, salty firearm. But in either case, we're moving on. It's time for Tales from the Range. Tales from the Range. Tales from the Range. That's That could be our new intro. That could be. That's the uh, wedding march, but... It is. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll see what we can do with that. Um, this one is from citydata.com. Which city? I was not entirely sure. It, it was a random forum from like the early 2000s, like the early aughts. Oh, yeah. Um, and this is a submission by a user called Flyover Country. I was at a family reunion with my wife's family. They're all good old boys, and they set up a pretty nice skeet range in the field for passing time during the reunion. They didn't know me really at all, and basically just knew that I had a couple of degrees and didn't do much manual labor for a living. They thought it'd be great fun to see me shoot and make a fool out of myself since they assumed I'd be a sissified city boy who wouldn't know a shotgun shell from a buttstock. I hit 10 in a row. You could hear a pin drop. So, important lesson. Don't judge a book by its cover. That city slicker, he may be packing and he uh, he may be quite good. He might be quite good. It's also worth noting that um, skeet shooting is kind of a a rich dude thing because it's very expensive to maintain so if you're going to show up a city slicker maybe not pick the equivalent of golfing in the firearms world to show them up in that's also a very fair point very fair point um now before we go joey got something to say something about sdi yes we do have something to say about sdi are you interested in the world of firearms technology and you want to know more you want to make this uh what you study for the next little bit well uh we got options for you again associate of science and firearms technology asft certificate in unmanned technology aerial system c-u-t-a-s and the uh certif- certificate excuse me in firearms technology gunsmithing c-u no c-f-t-g that's how letters work. Got it. Got it at the end. Um, visit sdi.edu. If you're interested in learning from former students, if you go into news, uh, the tab news on sdi.edu, and on the right side where there are categories, click on grad features. You're going to see uh, stuff from all sorts of former students of SDI who are back uh, with us to talk about their experience, where they are now, and uh, where they came from. And, of course, they are going to be much better about talking the school, talking about the school than we ever will be because they were there. They did the whole thing. So uh, feel free to uh, check those out and uh, feel free to learn more about us on sdi.edu. We would love to have you be a part of the SDI family. You too can create guns that our sweaty, sweaty bodies will rust. Yep. Always good to have a build that um, you can't sustainably keep uh, for for hundreds of dollars on your person. Uh, I'm going to have to do some research. I'm sure that if I use enough oil or, you know, find the right solution, I can I can make it work. But holy mackerel, this was a lot easier when I was using a more basic gun that had a Cerakote finish. 
And that may be if I lose this little competition against my own body, um, that's what will happen because the sweat's not going away. Shakespeare would say that it is in grain. Well, on that topic, real quick, uh, Norm MacDonald has a bit and he talks about, uh, you know, cancer and, you know, people saying that when you have cancer, you, um, that so and so's fighting, you know, waging a war or fighting a battle against cancer. Uh, and how he doesn't like that expression because if you don't win, then you end up a loser. Yeah. But um, he did bring an interesting point. Uh, he said that when you die, the cancer also dies. So that's not a loss. That's a draw. So, yeah. you know, if you're fighting... kind of sweet. Yeah. If you're fighting that body, uh, that uh, battle against your body, yeah, don't give up. And Joey, I have to say, I think you're looking good lately. So... Well, thank you. A little creepy, but thank you. And uh, hopefully uh, soon to a gun podcaster near you uh we'll have a story about victory over the uh the rust that is currently covering my uh rear tritium sites <laughs> for now that is the gun rack have fun out there stay safe we will see you at the range maybe even with reese firearms and watch out for joe montana if you see him forget those prospectors Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school accredited by the DEAC. It is headquartered at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. For more information about how you can craft your firearms future, visit sdi.edu.